0: Listening to Making Data Simple, where we make the world of data effortless, relevant, and yes, even fun.
1: Okay, you're back to Making Data Simple, the Making Data Simple podcast. Al here. Thank you. Maybe it's your first time. If it is your first time, you're in for a great discussion. And and I'm guessing one with a ton of energy knowing our guest today. So if you're listening in the morning, hit pause, get your coffee because you got to be ready. I am chatting with the Janine Sneed. Hi, Janine. How are you?
0: Wonderful.
1: How are you? <laughs> I'm doing terrific. I'm always terrific. Janine is the Chief Digital Officer, and she's the Vice President of Customer Success for IBM Data and AI, right? It used to be hybrid cloud, now it's data and AI. So you're in, you're in Durham, North Carolina?
0: Yes. I'm an RTP, to be specific. Research Triangle Park.
1: How long have you been there, by the way? forever or what
0: That's a great question no um let's go back to my roots so i'm from the city of bridges which is pittsburgh pennsylvania and oh. uh yet lived there all my life went to pitt went to carnegie mellon and then i was shipped off to uh connecticut where i worked uh for ibm i was actually based in Somers, so i worked there for about 11 years and then moved to rtp about seven years ago
1: so you've got a um so you've been moving around a little bit so are you a pittsburgh steelers fan
0: I am. There's only one way to go, and that's the Steelers. That's right.
1: So you're a Ben Roethlisberger fan?
0: Yeah, I actually, I do like Big Ben. I I, I I do. I am a Big Ben fan. You can say that.
1: <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So look, I know you to be with a ton of energy and a ton of passion. I got to ask you first before we jump into this, what gets you up in the morning? Where does that passion come from?
0: You know, it's funny you say that. I actually think it's in my DNA. It's in my my genetics, uh, and it kind of goes back. I'll, you know, my grandma, I'll say, um, always had a lot of energy. My mom had a ton of energy, and my my grandma was a chef and cook up until she was about 82, 80 years old, I'll say, about 80 years old, always on the go, and so I just feel like I've got that energy in, in my genes, and that then drives me to the work that I do and the people that I work with. I, I truly enjoy that. Um, and so that's what keeps me going, day in and day out.
1: So it's just not a ton of coffee; it's just in the DNA.
0: It's in the DNA. That's right.
1: <laughs> so is the rest of your family like just you feed off that energy, or do they they complement that energy? In other words, say I'll let her take all the energy.
0: No, we 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 all we all complement off each other for sure. I think my mom's got the most, but
1: um, yeah, we all we all feed off of each other for sure. All right, great. Hey, so you did a little bit of an introduction, but could you give me a little bit more about your background in terms of what your expertise and, and skill set is you bring to the table here?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think everybody has a foundation, whether that foundation may be marketing, maybe it's development, maybe it's architecture. You know, my foundation is actually in product management. Um, I have technical degrees. So both from Pitt and Carnegie Mellon where I have um, information science degrees. Uh, And I feel like I was able to have that solid technical foundation. Coming into IBM sort of led me to product management. And I loved being in between development, the customer, and sales. I always think of it as a triad because you have to understand the products. You have to understand user experiences. You have to really be able to understand kind of how they work. You have to have a passion for the client, an advocate for the client, and what the client wants. And at the same time, I just feel like we have to put ourselves in the shoes of the sellers and what they go through day in and day out. And so that triad just really is at the heart of what I think product management is. And so that's my base, but I've also done other things. I've I did nine, 12 months, I should say, in marketing. I've done two years of strategy. I've done two years in sales. i you know made my way over to customer success now so uh, you know i I kind of call it a ladder i'm sorry a jungle, a jungle gym i would say not necessarily a ladder in terms of my career because i've tried other things and those roles and stepping outside of product management gave me a better appreciation in how the business operates and runs
1: so is um it sounds like you're always you've always been one way or another client facing or at least the client has been embedded into the role you're in is that true or not
0: absolutely even if you would say i I didn't necessarily always carry a bag i've always had that interface one way or the other to the client correct
1: so if you were to describe your brand i got to believe clients in there someplace but uh, you know a couple attributes that you netted out to what would that be
0: yeah client client for sure is in my brand um, if you ask the people that I work with, I, I would also think they would say execution, right? I mean, I'm one of the folks that I, it's not just kind of ho hum with me. <laughs> when you're in it with me, like we're in there in the trenches, I think some people um, are builders and they build things, they brand, build brand new things, and some people are kind of fixers. I'll tell you, I think my brand is more of a fixer. So when things are kind of on the floor (laughs) or when um, things may have gotten started, how do I take something and fix it or how do I take something and scale it wildly? And so I would say that that's my brand and bringing that energy and that passion to those types of projects where we really have to get something going and scale it in a very complex matrix environment is, is, is what I'm pretty good at.
1: You know, you and I have, must have a lot in common, and I, I should know this because we were working on a, a a pitch as of recently, and I could tell that uh, you had that execution eye on it, and but you know, I look at myself, I say problem solving, and then client data and leadership. Uh, it seems like we, we have a lot in common. Anyway, right now you have a dual title. You are the Chief Digital Officer, and you're also the VP of, of uh, Customer Success. I want to talk to both of those and describe what those roles mean um but let me let me first let me first start this since i'm the host i can i'm gonna throw something out there and then you can tear me up and see if it's right because i want to give you my definition of the the digital officer because i think there's a ton of definitions out there and mine is probably not right or it's probably not complete but i want to see if i can give a go and and you can tell me where i i, I mess up okay sure. yeah so um first of all uh you know, in in line with us having some some similarities, I've got a client experience and a client support background that I'm very proud of, by the way. And you know, as, as the audience knows, I lead data and AI development, uh, but also serve as the lead for client support or some uh, of our experience. And that's what you and I were working on, you know, earlier this week. As a Matter of fact, okay. but. You know, I, I feel like experience is where the world is headed. I mean, not, not even where it's headed, it's there. I mean, it's all about experience. And thus far, that's why I believe our strategy that we have right now in data and AI is, is the best that I've I've been a part of, honestly. And, and to explain that, it's we, we talk about this ladder to AI, which is collect, organize, analytics, infuse ML. And you go from a data-driven business to a digital business. That's the goal. Right. For me, that means using new capabilities to improve how customers are served. And it's not just a website, it's technology and innovation to make clients' lives easier. It's, it's making decisions based on intelligence, AI, to deliver experiences that are personalized and relevant to the client. And that's across the entire journey. And then I think once you get to that top of the ladder, which we usually, oftentimes at IBM, we talk to it in terms of technology, but I'm talking to it in terms of the client experience. And once you get to that end, you know, organizations are moving from a lot of times a one-time perpetual charge type of methodology to services and selling outcomes. And so to me, the ladder to AI, there's great technology in there, and I like talking about that separately, but it's all about the digital experience. And, and so I, I would say, given that strategy and that you lead digital, I guess I could come to the conclusion that the business is all about Janine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew I liked you. I, I, knew, I knew I liked you. Yes, that's right. So I nailed it, sis. <laughs>
1: you nailed it. What's
0: the next question? <laughs> <laughs> you, can't,
1: you can't let me off that easy. What What is digital via the Janine Sneak definition?
0: hit the nail um, on the head and when you think about digital you can probably put a penny in the pot for how many times you've heard the word digital transformation or the words digital transformation and maybe you can go on vacation at the end of the year because you've heard it so many times but really what digital is all about is how are we driving new better outcomes and experiences for our users and they've moved to the web so how do we drive you know, a better journey? How do we drive better experiences? How do we enable them to engage with us? And yes, technology is a part of that, but what I'm responsible for is taking our software business and digitizing that experience. So from the time that a user tries to find us to when they're on the page, to how they're engaging with our assets, to how they want to try our assets, to how they want to purchase, it's really driving that cradle-to-grave experience. And data is so much a part of this. In fact, I just published a blog today that I'll I'll send to you out, which is all about my journey to AI as a chief digital officer. I meet with many CDOs, and when I say CDOs, I mean chief data officers and chief digital officers that want to talk to me because they want to know what I'm doing inside IBM to transform us and our software business so that they can learn for themselves and how they transform their business. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, it makes absolute sense. But, you know, in terms of your role right now, are you focused on making IBM and our business more digital and or are you more focused on helping our clients become or modernize to a digital transformation?
0: Honestly, it's both. So internally for IBM, my role is to transform our group and to figure out how we drive digital experiences for our customers so that they come and discover us. self-service models. You know, we've got a lot of AI and stuff embedded, which I can talk about. But I wear another hat where, you know, I just came from a client last week and I was explaining to this client what we're doing to what – I, what I actually talked about the journey to AI and how we're on this journey to AI to help them for their journey to go to, to be on the journey to AI. So I do wear both hats. I work with our customers on getting there as well as our own internal transformation. And to be honest, Al, when I started this, it was always the former. It was always about our, my own journey and how I was going to transform our business. But then I, it was like six, eight, nine months in as I'm reading the, the ladder to AI. And as we were getting that message out, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm doing this. So I went out and I started more actively talking with customers about what I'm doing so that you know maybe it would help them on their own journey, how they collect data, how they organize data, how they analyze data, how they infuse AI throughout their business. Because I'm doing all of those things for cloud and cognitive software.
1: All right, so that brings me to a good question then. So I'm going to put you on the spot. So we're preaching about the path to digital transformation you know, in terms of the journey to AI, which I outlined, you outlined better, where do you think IBM is on that digital journey?
0: That's a great question. Um, We are on all phases of that digital journey. And I think it's project-based. So let me give you a couple examples. Um, Let's start with real-time dashboards for Insight. So I think that's the most fundamental place where a, a business should start. So... Let's go back to April of 2018. I said to my product managers, I need real-time insights into our funnel. How many people are coming to the page? Are they engaging? Are they trying? Are they buying? What's the NPS for their experience? Well, I kept getting PowerPoints, and I said, stop sending me PowerPoints, because it could be on a Sunday morning, and I don't want to bug you. So they set up a dashboard. Right, and they're leveraging a a larger dashboard initiative within IBM, and now I can go in at any time and get real-time insights. That's collecting data, that's organizing data, that's analyzing data. I mean, we're collecting data from over 16 data sources, chats, emails, visits, financial ledger. We've got to organize that data in a centralized data lake and then run queries on that data. We visualize that data in a dashboard. And so that's just one of the most basic examples of being data driven. So I can run my business, but if you notice, I had to walk that ladder. We had to collect the data, we had to organize the data, and then I'm gonna visualize the data. I'm gonna analyze the data, right? Mm -hmm. That's just one project, right? Another project um, that we're running, I have a data science team. And I wanna understand what services users are using together for cross-sell and upsell, And we're running data science models where we collect information on our pages, events, development development, uh, milestones, and we organize that data in the form of journeys of our customer success. And those journeys are analyzed so that I can understand what services are being used together. And I've got a Watson machine learning affinity model to see those services together so I can go push out a campaign. And say, you know, you have um, uh, visual recognition, you may be interested in Watson Studio, for example. So that's another project. And I'll just mention one more for you, which is, you know, virtual agents, or you may know them as chatbots. These are conversation tools that users are interacting with us for just common questions. And the data that we have shows that customers are 4.2 times more likely to have a conversation on a page with a virtual agent than with just a live chat button with a human behind it. We've got over 18 virtual agents agents supporting our digital portfolio. And prospects are five times more likely to convert to a customer with the use of that virtual agent. So I think that the projects are real. I think that we are in all of those phases. It's just project-based, based based on the type of project that that we're running at that time.
1: So several Uh, several projects going on at the same time that's taken us up the AI AI ladder, probably in, you know, disparate areas for for all good reasons. You know, the interesting thing you said to me is, you know, I'm responsible for support. We are using chatbots. I haven't heard that figure before. You said it was five. Say that again. Five times more likely.
0: Prospects that contact us on the web, they're five times more likely to convert to a customer when we have a chatbot or virtual virtual agent on the page.
1: Why why would – Tell me why. I mean, I would imagine there's some naysayers out there that are listening and said, "Well, I got to believe that uh, the human touch is better than the chatbot." I got Janine sitting here telling me that uh, the chatbot is 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 bearing fruit. You know, even more so than you know a human on the other side of the line.
0: Yeah, I think so. We've we've spent a lot of time with our chatbots, and I'll be honest, when we first put them out there, they weren't they you know weren't successful. That we needed time to train that data. And so we've been working really hard over the past 12 months to train that data to answer questions more accurately. We studied those questions. We kept refining those questions. We also launched the chatbots in multi-language. As soon as we launched them in multi-language, our statistics went up in a big way. Because as an IBM, I mean, we're a global company and not everybody wants to speak to us in English. Um, You know, The other thing that we have to think about are weekends. I mean, we've got customers that want to work with us and talk with us 24-7, seven days of the week. We don't have humans behind our chats Saturday and Sunday. You know, it's an 8-to-5 model with a human behind it where when you have a virtual agent, it's 24-by-7. So it it was the perfection and perfecting the intents and the the corpus and the questions and then the, the timing the, the language; those three things really impacted and improved our performance with those those bots.
1: In, in fairness, to keep balance here, because uh, I know you've done a freaking ton of good work, is there what's left? I mean, what, what would you like to see, or what, what's still on the on the agenda to to to, to transform?
0: Yeah, that- it's a it's a great question, and I think that the company thought that um, one job wasn't enough, so they gave me another one. And so at the beginning of the year I picked up customer success. <laughs> and so I, I wanna I wanna shift there because I think we've got so much work to do and digital is a part of what I mean when I when I say there's there's work to do there. I wanna clarify what customer success is because if I asked maybe fifty different people listening to this podcast what it is, I'd get fifty different answers. So customer success is truly all about how you advocate for your client and get them to use and adopt your software. They're not sellers, they're not support, they're not lab services or professional services. They're there for one thing and one thing only, which is ensuring you have an amazing experience with your product as you're using it, getting the client to use. So in terms of work for where I think we need to go, um, in order for customer success be successful, we have to understand what users are doing in the product so we can guide them along. Just take 90 days, right? Take any of our products, take something like BlueWorks Live, you know, in the first week, what should a user be doing the first 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? You know, what, what path do we want to guide them along to get them to use and adopt? Well, we may not always, we've got lots of customers, right? We may not always have named CSMs, with those customers. And so we wanna digitize the customer success experience, but instrumentation within the products has to happen. And so I think we have some ways to go in terms of product instrumentation so that we can digitize a super great user experience for our customers in a virtual, no touch way to onboard them to the offering, get them you know, to be really successful creating their first maybe a machine learning model, or their first business process flow, or their first web app, they should be able to do that without a human. At least, you know, some simple steps. So, I think there's some ways to go in our digital journey and helping our customer success managers be more successful with so, um, we're, digital.
1: So we're making this transition, or many companies, you know, they're going digital. They're also driving a kind of a SaaS or a. Um, you know some they're building around cloud architectures or subscription architecture architectures some would say look we just replaced the sales rep with client success reps question to you is kind of along your last line of thinking is why do we need client success reps i mean why is that why is that necessary if the 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 product's supposed to be intuitive enough for you to simply deploy that,
0: that's a great question because in, a, in the user experience is Paramount, re- regardless of a cloud-based product or an on-premise based product, but at the end of the day, you whether you realize it or not, you you get an app whether it's from your iPhone. There is some onboarding, there's some nurturing. In fact, I just signed up for um, I believe it was the information yesterday. Um, it's a, a newsletter, and I got a welcome, and I had a, the welcome was from the customer success team, you know, with so and so's name. You always, it doesn't, you, customers, it's all about customer experience. And do I feel like I, that you value me, right? Do, you feel, do I feel valued IBM? So a, a human is, is never gonna go away, whether it's dig, you know, digital behind the scenes and we automate a lot of that, or whether you do have a named CSM, but we, can't, we, got, we have to take care of our customers. We can't just sell software or sell cloud and think it's magic. Because at the end of the day, it's not. I don't care what company you're dealing with. It's not magic. You know, if you're talking about enterprise software, you have to take care of the customer. And that's why I believe that the customer success role, it's their job to onboard them, to nurture them, to make them successful in, you know, in their journey with whatever project they've agreed to work with you on.
1: Look, I think – I. You... I, I'm asking a couple of rhetorical questions because I'm 100% behind you on this and that, you know, I see some companies that, you know, they, they fail to ask that or find an answer to that question that I asked and don't think that they're necessary and, and they, they wonder why they're struggling on the subscription side or the SaaS side of the business. You've got to have those folks that are attentive, that are all over uh, pushing deployment. But since you you took this, what, uh, January 1st, this new role? yeah. So in in that 10 year of time, we're you're already almost 90 days into it, you know, you're getting close. The what have you seen in the biggest areas or the the best methods for those that are listening on the path to promote use and adoption? I mean what works?
0: That's a great question. So one of the things I've been pushing my team to do is have customer journey maps. And a customer journey map kind of begins from when we know the deal is signed that provisioning process, to the onboarding process, to your first productive use of the offering. And so we're building out customer journey maps for our offerings and for use cases where there may be adjacencies with one or more products. Those are critical for the customer to be successful as well as for the customer success manager to do his or her job.
1: So, customer journey maps—they're at the top of your list. Any other priorities that you'd outline?
0: Yeah, the, the second thing is um, digital tech touch, and I guess you know the, the alignment back in with my digital offering role is—you know—you think about how many customers do business with us, and it's a lot, right? Without giving you a number, it's a lot. We don't have all those humans in CSM, customer success to be one-on-one with every single customer. And by the way, I don't even think it makes sense, right? So my goal is how I leverage digital techniques, digital tooling, um, automation, AI, instrumentation to help those customers along their journey for when they're subscribing, subscribing to us. So I call that digital tech touch. You know, how do we onboard you and nurture you and give you relevant information? We don't want to do information overload, you know. We don't want to spam you, but we want to get you on board. And so there's this notion of leveraging digital and digitization to help to help you do that and help you be successful. So that's the second really big bucket that's on my list.
1: Great. Is there a third?
0: Yeah, the third is actually people. So I think the success or the demise of a business is very good leadership um, as well as a team. And customer success is becoming a career path in IBM, a very serious one. We actually have an HR um, executive on top of building out the career path and what we need our customer success managers to do and the skills they need and help them be successful. So it's all about the, the people side of it and taking care of our people to ensure they have everything that they need to do their jobs. So that's the third thing that's really important to me.
1: Are all client success reps in all paradigms? Are they incentivized? I mean, are they on a plan.
0: Um, they are on a, a, a plan. Um, not not every single one of them, but yes, uh, for the most part, we do have our reps on a plan. And um, the rep, the sorry, the CSMs on a plan. The CSMs are measured on um, revenue. So, uh-huh. but you don't get the revenue unless you're getting the customer to use. Remember, this is a SaaS-based business, right? So it's if you if you get them to use, you're going to see the revenue, right? So it's revenue, um, expansion, and renewal. That's what we measure our reps on. Our, I keep saying reps. I'm sorry. Our CSMs on.
1: No, CSMs. And for those listening, CSMs are big uh, customer success managers. Correct. And is there any case where you wouldn't have them on uh, incentives? Yes.
0: Yeah, so we do have a group of, CSMs that are sort of centralized that are helping with um, some process things that we want to automate to optimize our business. Um, uh, tooling, um, you know, like the CSMs are kind of setting up tooling, which I wouldn't even consider them CSMs. They're more like, you know, developers and so forth that are in the CSM organization to help us get uh, much more operational and automate some of our business, but they're part of the success CSM organization. Um, another example is, you know, the person that's driving education and enablement because um, it, it's not really customer-facing, but it's helping us be more successful. So it's those kinds of roles that are not and on plans.
1: And you go back to the CSMs you were describing. It, it's revenue expansion and...
0: Renewal. 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 So, yeah. Did so you get the client to renew?
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: Right? And, right. and those those three metrics that I talked about, they they won't happen and we won't see success unless you get the client to use. And then go back to what I said my number one priority are those customer journey maps, which is what are customers doing? What, can you see what they're using? Can we get an understanding so that you can guide them to the next thing that we want them to do to be successful? Mm-hmm. Right. Nicely done. Thanks for listening to the Making Data Simple Podcast, where we make data fun. Be sure to visit ibmbigdatahub.com forward slash podcasts to access the show notes and uncover even more great episodes. Remember, the views expressed here are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily represent the views of IBM. Until next time, over and out.